What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, everybody, welcome to the latest episode. Glad you're here with us. We're gonna start first off with a fan shout out, right? Go for it. All right, here we go. Okay, this was left by Chai Dog, and it says, as a, oh, it's titled, A Source of Hope and a Reference for Healing. As a recovering porn addict and still fresh into recovery myself, so often I look at the fallout of my addiction disclosure three and a half months ago and how my wife and family are hurting, and it's hard to imagine ever feeling happiness again. It's hard to even comprehend a light at the end of this long, dark tunnel. This podcast has given me hope in healing and has helped me understand with a bit more clarity that my or what my wife is experiencing as she navigates this scary world of betrayal trauma. I know I still have such a long, hard road ahead of me in recovery, and I hope that someday my wife will be ready to seek healing and recovery for herself as well. Thank you, Ashlyn, Kobe, and Brandon. For your honesty, vulnerability, and sharing your personal experiences, successes, and setbacks, it gives me a small thread of hope to cling to when everything seems so hopeless at times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was great. I want to say thanks yeah. for leaving that uh, review. That was rad. And to your sweet wife, I would say I hope you join our community because I didn't want to join this community either, and um, it's a hard one to go alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to kind of take that leap, right? And yeah. Start working your recovery from the betrayed it side. It doesn't seem so. fair. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So this episode, we are going to have sponsored by us. You guys, we have a community over on Patreon that we are excited about. It's where we will do follow-up episodes here of our podcast. So, for instance, today's episode, we are talking about what um, triggers are for her figuring mm-hmm. those out. Mm-hmm. But over on Patreon, the follow-up episode, we'll be talking about what to do. <laughs> How to cope with those triggers. Right. Yeah. And so we're just getting a little more in-depth. We'll have Q&As over there. Um, it's a little more access to the three of us. I'd say not just a little bit more. It's a lot more. And the cool part is is it's going to be like week to week, there'll be additional content that will be available. And each month, there'll be, there'll be monthly content that will be posted there. And um, we will be growing We'll have an ever-growing library of additional courses that will be available, and right? It's, and it's ten bucks. That's, All that. that's one of the best parts. Is ten yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's we're cheap. trying to make it available for everyone, no matter where you're at, no matter your circumstances. Yeah. So, um, the link's over in the show notes. Yep, just scroll down and you can see it's the first link that's listed there. And uh, guys, remember this: that although you might be listening, you know, somewhere in. Northern California, I want you to remember that there are people who are, who are listening to this episode and listening to this podcast as a whole who are all through Africa, who are through all, listening all through Asia, through the Middle East, all through Europe, Central, South America, and certainly a, a ton through North America. Um, and so people who are in these remote locations oftentimes don't even have access to specialized therapy. Like uh, like what we have here, but um, and then and then there's a difference between even having access to specialized therapy and then also having the resources to be able to to take advantage of them. So what our objective is with this is really to give specialized experience and help in a in a, in a really special community to people who might be really remote and for ten bucks. Right. 
That's, and, and it's not yeah. just for the people in remote locations. It's also for you. Indeed. Um, who like our podcast and just want a little bit more. For so. sure. More access to more content and, uh, and to us. So okay. hop on over there. We're excited about that. Awesome. Okay, should we jump right in? Let's to do it. Yeah. Talking about her triggers. Um, this topic is coming up right now because uh, the sun is coming out and um, women are taking their clothes off. It's <laughs> true. And it's causing a lot of triggers. And so let, let's talk about, uh, first off, what a trigger is. Um, a trigger is kind of one of those buzzwords in therapy um, that get thrown out all the time. And a, a lot of times people don't really fully understand what, what it means. So, so if I say to you, Ashlyn, I say, you know, you were triggered, like what, what does that even mean? Well, for me, I feel different um, physically. Maybe for me, my chest gets really hot. I start shaking. Okay. Um, I kind of go back. Um, I regress, uh, start going into spike narrative of uh, making up stories. I'm assuming a lot of mm-hmm. things. Um, so, so what I'm hearing is at the base of it all, what, what you're triggered into is fear, yeah. right? Um, usually fear is is what the trigger is, some kind of fear. And so you respond to that fear in your own kind of unique way. Your body responds to it, um, the obsessive thoughts, the, the thinking. So certain things will trigger you that won't trigger other people. For sure. Right? So thir- certain things will remind you or take you back to trauma that reminds you, you of that fearful, scary thing. And when you're triggered, you're brain is going into protective mode to say, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble and I better do something about this. Right. So I either I'm going to go and isolate, I'm going to go be mad at Kobe for (laughs) he has no idea why, or I'm going to freak out. Right. I can do a lot of different things. You shut down, you can, uh, you can amp up your kindness and try to be a lot nicer because you're triggered. I don't think I ever did that one. I'm pretty (laughs) sure not. (laughs) That's actually a common one. Is it really? Yeah, because think about it. Good for them. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's fear of abandonment. It's fear of rejection. And so you get really nice because you're afraid that you're going to get rejected. So it's an overcompensation. It's the anxious, maybe, attachment. Yeah. I'm avoidant. Yeah. (laughs) Avoidant attachment. You're going to shut down and avoid. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. So, um, so yeah, uh, being triggered means you're triggered into your fear. And usually that fear is fear of some kind of detachment from you in some way. Now it's a little trickier than that. So if you, um, sometimes, sometimes the triggers are mixed. You'll, you'll be triggered by, let's say you're walking down the street and you see a girl who's beautiful right? Um, and you're with Kobe. So one of your triggers might be, and this is a common one. This is why I bring it up. Um, comparison and shame. Like, oh my gosh, look at her. I'm not as pretty as her. I'm not good enough. I'll I'll never be, um, good enough. Right? So, so that's one trigger and that's just your own shame within you, but it leads to the other, other trigger, which is what's he looking at? Totally. Um, is I'm scared that he's not committed to me, that he um, isn't faithful to me, right? So you got those two triggers going on at the exact same time, right? Can you can you see the difference? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt the difference. You felt the difference yeah, before, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so what will happen in in those type of moments is what you were just bringing up. Um, you start watching his eyes. You start obsessing in your thoughts. 
um, gosh, I need to lose a few more pounds. Um, you know, wh- am I going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life every time I'm out in public with my husband? Um, just certain thoughts like that will start to come up. For me, I, I can think of specific times when life seems fine, right? We're going along and we see that woman, whoever it is, and I go to, I often went to the second trigger of what's he looking at, what's he mm-hmm. fantasizing or thinking about. Like in that moment? Is that what, yes. is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I would go there. And if Kobe was looking at my face, he would know. Mm-hmm. Because it immediately, like everything just He can changed. see your fear. So if we're holding hands, it's immediate. I'm actually like, I need to get something in my purse. I'm not interested in being connected at all. Right, right. So you, so you start to detach and disconnect. There's your avoidance, right. right? In order to try to protect, right? So that right there means that you're triggered. Totally. Okay? And, so. and that also means... Uh, a step further than that is that I'm triggered, <laughs> meaning like I, I go to shame because I recognize your nonverbals. I really feel things get icy cold. And um, because I have anxious attachment, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's rejecting me. Oh, my gosh, I'm mad or she's mad. Like I'm, I'm bad again because she's triggered. And so all of a sudden the Mitchell train wreck ensues. And well, uh, yeah. And then it's a trigger fest. <laughs> because trigger fest. You, I like that. If you're triggered by her triggers, then you're going to do your unhealthy attachment stuff to try to avoid vulnerability in that moment. Yeah. And it's going to trigger her even more, right? <laughs> yeah. And so then it's like you're, you're swapping them back and forth. Right. And, oh, and, and we avo- did that. I want to say this specifically what you said really speaks to me because it's exactly what I didn't do, <laughs> which is, which is you said, I would avoid vulnerability. Right, right. Meaning, right. And, and this is what vulnerability is in that situation for me is if I saw that you were triggered, Ashlyn, I would avoid it and not want to talk about it or I would change the subject or try to like um, just move away from that. Because it was about you. <laughs> well, because it was about me, but, but what I'm saying uncomfortable. is I wasn't vulnerable enough to say, okay, I can see something's going on. Like what, what's going through your head? I'm here for you. Like rather than run to you to be there for you, which is vulnerable. Right. And uncomfortable. Right. I would, I, I would not f- physically, but I would figuratively run from you because I was running from the hard conversation. It's, it's such a drastic shift in recovery for a couple when when he's not triggered by her triggers. When when he can step into her pain with her and hold that emotion with her. Mm-hmm. So she's in fear and he stops and he says, "Oh my gosh, what's going on with you? I really care. I want to listen. I want to help you process this." As opposed to disconnecting because you know, you can't handle her difficult emotion. Mm-hmm. When you can hold that, then all of a sudden you, you shift from being a liability to her in feeling safety to becoming an asset for her in working through her, her triggers. And, mm-hmm. and it's actually awesome because it provides an opportunity to build trust and safety, an opportunity that is like very much needed. I think that's um, where the first parts of that was built for us because I remember specific moments where it took both of us growing and not being triggered by like each other's stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But I had to, I remember a time I felt triggered, but I was vulnerable enough to say, I feel triggered. Yeah. Which was huge. So for you to own it and self reflect. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know why that is so hard, but it's me saying, I, I don't have control right now. And that's, I don't like that, yeah. and I hate this feeling that I'm feeling, and I'm going to tell you. Um, it, was it was big. It was and awesome. 
But then for Kobe to show up, like you're talking about, it was weird for me to right. see him show up without um, blaming or without shrinking, shrink, like minimizing, like you guys, that was so long ago. Why are we right. talking about this? Um, but to really just own it and say, I'm sorry. And he had, I remember the empathy that came through. It was like, who who is are this you? guy? Right. Who are you? I'm sure I was internally thinking the same thing. He like, probably oh was. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, I'm doing this. Those, How am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Those words come out yeah. of my mouth. But, but that, it was the but, coolest but, thing. But Ashton, yeah. think about this. So um, for a woman, um, she's triggered into fear and she's triggered uh, about abandonment, right? Like the, her husband's not going to care about her or love her, or be there for her. Yeah. Um, it's really good for her in that moment to to say, like, let's say you're walking down the street and we'll use that same example. You see a beautiful woman. For her to turn to her husband and say, and, and speak her shame, gosh, I'm, I just don't feel like I'm enough and I just need to know that I'm loved and that you're here with me. That's vulnerable. Totally. And that's the last thing she's going to want to do. What what her trigger will say is watch his eyes and make sure that he's not looking totally. at her. Totally. Right? That's the first place that I went was like, what's, what's he looking at? Right. And Kobe's probably in his head going, oh my gosh. where do I look? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> right. And then For you're sure. both in fear. Yeah. But if you can turn and face that fear with each other and speak that shame and speak that fear with each other, mm-hmm. then, it, then it turns that trigger into a moment of connection, not a moment of disconnection. Right. Sure. I think this is just talking this through, like hearing this. I think this is one of the reasons why um, the approach and, and you're familiar with this is like why we've got to be able to heal separately. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to do our individual like work on work on the me before we work on the we, because this is this is that we're just talking about. This is hard. Yeah. It takes it's like <laughs> layers and layers to be mindful of totally and in a very emotionally charged moment and situation. Absolutely. So it, it, uh, it, whose job is it to, to, to be an asset for the other person to create safety? It's whoever can, right? And so if, if one person or the other is triggered into fear, if you don't have your own stuff and your own defenses and everything, then you can show up for the other person, right? So let's talk about just some common triggers. Um, Everybody's triggers are different Mm -hmm. because everybody's had different experiences, but a trigger can be anything. It can can be anything. If you run into a person, that could trigger you. If you hear a song on the radio, if you smell something, if you... um, Family event. Yeah, a family event. If... Driving past a neighbor's house. Your spouse getting home late from work. Um, or your spouse coming home from work. That was a trigger for me. Coming home from work. Yeah. Yeah. How so? Wait. Yeah. Say more about that because I think that's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> no, I've told you before. You have? Like when he would come home, um, especially from a trip or something, I just, I was an immediate uh, disconnect gotcha. because I knew he was going to come and tell me. It's like, whatever. here we go again. Right. Like just here I relapse. The, blah, yeah. Blah. Right, right, right. For sure. See that, yeah, that's an interesting You have interesting told me that one. before. Okay. So because of your experience, mm-hmm. him coming home, you, you'd think him coming home would be like, yay, yay you're it's home. safe and he's home. And No, him coming home is like, uh-oh. Bad like, news coming home. Again. Yeah. yeah, bad news. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, and then there's the uh, triggers we've talked about, which are um, other, you know, other women or sex in and of itself can be a trigger. Um, Parenting, finances. No yes. sleep, stress at work. Like those things all play a role into it as well. Absolutely. Even though they're life. 
yes. things. But if you're not managing those things, then you're going to be more triggered and you're going to be more susceptible to to not handling those triggers very well. And I think what we've what you really what we've identified here and put on the table are the difference between emotional triggers, i.e., fatigue. If I'm not sleeping because I'm up with sick kids, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be really vulnerable to attacks from spike and temptation, and I'm not going to be mentally there. So there's emotional triggers, stress and discord and codependence. But then there's also situational triggers of being at the pool or being at the mall or being around family. For me, being around family is, is, is sometimes really challenging. And these are, these are topics for like another episode, but I think generally speaking, like this is like super comprehensive as far as like all the different ways <laughs> that triggers could be well, and experienced. I do want to say this, and I think this is for another episode, but when we say, you know, she's triggered, we're talking about that, that fear of abandonment. Um, when we s- usually in recovery and in therapy, when we say he's triggered, we're talking about something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets kind of tricky because a trigger, uh, what that means is something happened that fired you off, it, yeah. it, right? Well, it could, it, with him, usually what we're saying is what's triggering, what, what are we talking about? Talking like about, to go act be, out. To go yeah, act exactly. out. Right. It's about relapse, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, what, you were triggered. And, and usually I'll ask a guy, like, you were triggered. What was your trigger? And they'll say, well, I was home alone and on the computer. And I'll say, what was your trigger? Uh, that's the circumstance, but what was your trigger? Uh-huh. And, and and I'll keep drilling down to something similar as her, which is an emotion, mm-hmm, right? Totally. Well, I was feeling bored and I was feeling lonely. Okay, and I'll say, okay, that's your trigger. That's that's what you're not coping with very well. Um, and you're feeling that thing, right? And so, um, like, for her... It's that it's that fear. It's that emotion, right? Yeah, it makes total sense. But 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 I just want to clarify because when we talk about it, it's like to him, it's like, what's your trigger? We're talking about relapse. Mm, For her, it's, it's like it's we're talking fear. about life. We're talking right. about emotions. We're talking. But what it triggers in her is it doesn't trigger. Sometimes it triggers going and acting out with addiction for her. Um, but it triggers uh, the fear cycle which leads to anxiety and control and obsession and and feeling stuck and mm-hmm. crazy and depressed. And those are the consequences of undealt with triggers, right? For so. me, I know that before I had started recovering and really starting to get educated, I know that um, feeling a lack of stability was probably my number one. I didn't have the fear of abandonment with Kobe, even though he brought up I want to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. I want to separate. I how many times, how many times? I have no idea. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of that. I was more like, get a job and keep it or provide for our family mm-hmm. or like, let's find a house and buy. Like, do you but, know what I mean? But like you know the, what's interesting, Ashlyn, as you're talking about that, for you, there's a reason why your fear is around that, right? There's some kind of experience that you've had in your life that so when when it comes to stability and th- those things will be more triggering to you yeah. right yeah and they were i mean those were they would start as those things like hey i think i'm going to go back to school or something and it was like oh my gosh like no we have our stuff together what are we right. doing um and i think it's the idea of like okay now we're going to be unstable and the, that means you're going to be stressed and that means you could relapse and that you know right right super interesting uh, all of these triggers um, I got to say, for any woman who's ever been triggered, um, y- you're not crazy for having them. And and 
it's okay that you've had them. Totally. You might look at the situation and say, I shouldn't. Like, this is crazy. Why do I respond or react this way, right? Well, you do because you've had certain experiences in your life and your brain is saying, protect yourself, right? So they're valid and they're real and, and it's okay that, that you have them. Where it becomes problematic is if you have them and it leads to this anxiety and it's undealt with and it starts shutting down what you really want in your life, mm-hmm. right? And, and so learning how to cope with those is important. It's interesting to me. Some women are really triggered by other women. I think that's what I hear the most. But some women aren't. Yeah. I never was. Ashley right. never was. I was, more, I was triggered the second half that you talked about of what's he thinking about her. But I never – I look at women and I think they're beautiful or awesome or whatever. Right. But uh, that's – I have – I had um, self-confidence. I – I've always had self-love for that for myself. I just had no, I didn't feel enough in my own marriage, which sounds right. really confusing. Which will shift your triggers then, yeah. right? Yeah. Some women are triggered by him taking too much space. Yeah. Um, some women aren't. Some women love it. Like, good, they can go do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some women are triggered by him being way too needy, right? Um, some women aren't. And so... It's, you're not crazy for being triggered. It just, they just are there. And, and it does, it does offer uh, a chance for some self-reflection to say why, like why for me is that triggering? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I look at it like you're saying it's, t- it's your brain telling you something. This right. is your brain telling you, like if it makes you jerk, you got to do the work, right? Like yeah, if it's like a that. trigger, you're Kobe welcome. made that up. <laughs> oh man, you got to coin that. <laughs> <laughs> he got it from Amy. Amy said it a little different ways. Yeah. It's a, it's a Essentially, new thing. that's the, you get <laughs> yeah. the idea. Hey, but if you if you rhymed it, then, it, then that's yours. <laughs> that's it's yours. a Kobe. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> oh but really, gosh. like you don't want to live the rest of your life having these triggers, and right. so it's your brain, your body saying, "Hey, do something about this." Right. And so I do want to put a little plug in for our Patreon episode where we talk about what you actually do about it. Because in my therapy sessions, women will come in and they'll say, I was so triggered by this and so triggered by that. And I can process with them and we can get logical and rational and say, you're fine. Like you don't need to freak out about that, right? But they'll still say, but I'm still triggered by that. How do I stop? Like, do I have to live in this fear for the rest of my life? And there's ways to not live in that fear for the rest of your life. There's ways to overcome your triggers and, and let some of that stuff go and change your thoughts and your beliefs around um, certain stimulus that trigger you. There, I think there's just certain skills that surround that, right? It's not just a matter of like having having someone who knows this content to walk you through it in a moment. It's right. like, okay, so once I leave, it's like what are the skills I need to be able to, to learn so I can deploy those on my own right. day right. to day when it's really hard. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've we want we know that there's need for additional content and there's there, there's greater needs beyond what this podcast can facilitate. Hence like if a if a woman Patreon. if a woman goes to the the beach, let's say, and she sees another woman in a bikini and then she ends up in my office and we're talking and I I say you know what? Let's not objectify her. She's a daughter of God. She's beautiful too. She can be beautiful and you can be beautiful at the same time. And we talk all through that. And she's like, yeah, 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 you're right. But then then she goes back to the beach (laughs) two days later. She's probably still going to get triggered. Yeah. Right. Um, Even though logically I can get her to that place of acceptance. Right. So she needs to heal her brain. Um, She needs to do, do some things to, to help herself come to terms with, with some of those triggers. 
And I'll tell you what, I do get people that ask women saying, I'm triggered all the time. Every single day, is it going to go away? And it has. It has for me. Very, I I mean, I don't remember the last time I felt triggered, Um, but it, it has been a huge progress for me to go from a daily to I don't know when. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So living, breathing proof that you can... Yes. Not live and in, I'm not live in fear, right? Fabulous. I'm like anyone else yeah. who's doing recovery. No, you are fabulous, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, you but, are. No. You are fabulous. Yeah. But but I would also say too, it's a skill set that you've developed yeah. and that you're very, very mindful of to, to not only to put yourself in a place where you can mentally and emotionally deal with whatever comes your way, but you can even when those moments bubble up, whenever those are, you have the skills to be able to deploy so that they're just a quick moment that just leaves as quickly as it comes. And I, and I also want to say this too. This is, this is for everybody, not only the, the, um, those who are betrayed who are listening, but also the guys who struggle with addiction right now. I want you to know that it's possible for you to understand what your partner's triggers are. And you can learn them as your partner learns them. And you can understand how you can best be there mm-hmm. to support them. If they were sick in the hospital, you'd be right by their bedside. And you'd say, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And we want to help you emotionally get to that place where you're skilled enough to identify it and and be there in exactly the way that, that your partner asks for it. So it's not about you, but it's about you supporting your partner Absolutely. when they feel that way. And that's way. not an easy thing no. to sit in that and own that you're causing someone else pain. Yeah. It, so, but if but this thing on. I always say is like if if I did it after you know 31 years of just total disaster <laughs> – Anybody can do it. Most guys struggling with sex addiction are triggered by their wife's triggers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to learn how to shift that is is critical for the relationship to heal. And it's possible. So That's what's possible. cool. It is possible. If you're listening to this, you're going, when's my husband ever going to show up? I can't answer that question, but I can tell you it is possible. And if you take nothing from this other than just taking my word for it, like, if okay, if Kobe did it, then I guess there's hope for you, honey. Right. <laughs> there is. <laughs> It is, and it's not some secret sauce. It's not some like unicorn that we found. It's not some Easter egg that's in some Atari game <laughs> that you can find somewhere. It's it's a legit real thing for sure. Right, absolutely. So now let's talk about um, the balance of of what what we're what we're going to address. Like what's what's really what are we going to address in the in the Patreon version of this, Brandon? Well, we're just going to get in more depth in terms of what she can do to heal her brain. Basically, how can she come to peace and not live in fear? Uh, around these triggers. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen women shift from not being able to go to the beach, not being able to have sex with their husbands, um, not being able to be left alone mm-hmm. to being completely okay with those things and living a life, not in anxiety and fear. And so we're going to get into in depth, like how do you, how do you go from triggered and spinning out and crazy to actually, actually having some some safety and security and peace in your life. Yeah. So Ash, any other thoughts on that? No, I just love that. I love the way you described that because I think I would think most women who've been where I've been would feel all of that and want that. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay guys. So check us on Thursday. We're going to have that there and posted. And um, again, go to the show notes, scroll down below. You'll see the link to the, to the site. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. And if you've heard anything that you like here, please share this. Um, you never know what kind of good this is going to do by sharing this episode. And please, if you will, leave us a review. That always helps us to uh, be found. It helps to uh, people understand that there are great resources here on this uh